because what you, the unsung heroes in the wastewater industry do, matters. Every Wednesday, join me, Suzanne Chin Taylor, the Doo Doo Diva, a longtime veteran of the wastewater, transless, and civil infrastructure industry, as I interview guests who are making an impact on how we manage and operate systems for conveying and treating wastewater. I'll also be speaking with representatives of organizations that are utilizing disruptive or new technologies and executives who are going to share how to be successful and sustainable in our vital industry. So whether you want to learn about the latest trends in technology in treatment or trenchless, gain tips on training and retaining great talent, or simply how to be more efficient, productive, or profitable, this podcast is for you. Well, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Doo Doo Divas Smells Like Money podcast. Today, I have the privilege of visiting with Daniel Dominguez, Chief Growth Officer of the Y Institute. So thank you for coming and being on the show with me today, Dan. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. I've been looking forward to this interview just because of the title of your show. I, I said to myself, <laughs> do I want to be on something like that? But after meeting you and, and seeing the work that you do and the information you put out, I, I couldn't wait to be on. And it's been a pleasure to get to know you in this process. Oh, well, same, same here, Dan. So many of you may be wondering the Y Institute, what the heck is this? And what does this have to do with the wastewater industry? Well, directly, it doesn't. But indirectly, as something that I really wanted to bring to the forefront for everybody in the industry as a tool, I felt it was interesting and important to make people aware of it. I went through the process myself and I found it absolutely fascinating. So I, I don't want to I, I don't want to have a spoiler alert here because we're going to talk about a little bit about what happened with me later on in the broadcast. But this is a tool that whether you are a manufacturer, a service provider, right. contractor in any facet of the industry, a municipal worker, an engineer, basically any level, anywhere you are in your career or what you're responsible for, this is a tool that really can be beneficial to everybody. So without you know, further ado, I am going to let Dan kind of explain to our audience today, what is the Y Institute and what is this why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Thank you so much, Susan. And thanks for having me on. I, this is a different industry than what we normally talk to. So the Y Institute began as an idea 12 years ago when our founder and CEO, Gary Sanchez, listened to Simon Sinek's TED Talk, where he told everybody, you need to start with why, right? You need to know your why, communicate from your why, you got to know your how and then your what. And he explained to us that when we communicate from our, from our why, we communicate better. We connect with people better. However, most of us talk about our what first. We say, hey, I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm a salesperson. I'm the chief growth officer. We love to tell people what we do. However, when we start with why, if we let people know why we do what we do, we connect differently. So my why is to contribute to the success of others and make a positive impact. 
So if instead of telling you, hey, I'm the chief growth officer at Y Institute and I've been in sales my entire career, I've got 30 years of sales experience and I've led teams at a high level at Fortune 100 companies, your eyes start to glaze over after about the third thing that I list. But if instead I say to you, Susan, you know, I believe that success begins when I contribute to the success of others and help them achieve their goals. It's a different kind of connection. And Simon taught that to us 12 years ago. What's different about us, where the Y Institute came from, is Gary listened to that interview, that TED Talk, and he called Simon and called him up and said, hey, Simon, I listened to your TED Talk and I want to know my why. Can you help me discover my why? And they spent some time together, months together, trying to figure out what Gary's why was. Well, it turns out his why is to find a better way and share it with others. Well, after eight months with Simon, guess what he said? He's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And he became obsessed with it. So over the next two years, he spent the 10,000 hours that we all talk about becoming an expert on why. He was a dentist at the time. So he took every patient that came in. He had a captive audience. He'd ask him, why do you do what you do? And after months and months, wow. after about 24 months of interviewing all his patients, if you were sitting next to him on a plane, guess what? Susan, he was going to discover your why. If you were standing next to him at the grocery store, he became obsessed with it. And after doing thousands of interviews, he realized that there are nine whys. And so I'll, I'll share those with you later, but there are nine whys and everybody has one. And when you discover your why, you can communicate from it. And then recently, which you got to participate in, we've developed the why operating system, which helps us discover your why, your how, and your what in a short 10-minute process, and that allows you to communicate why you do what you do, how you go about doing it, and what it is that people can count on from you. So that's my Cliff's Notes version of the origin of the Y Institute. Okay, so when you go through the process, um, how can it be utilized effectively for companies? What are the ways that they can use it? I, I, it's very obvious, you know, team building. But right. one of the things that is, it is an issue right now in our industry, and that is, and even through this great resignation, is you can find people, right. but finding the right people and then retaining them. Mm -hmm. You can train them, but retain them. And I think sometimes the retaining might be coming from, maybe they didn't understand what the job entailed, or maybe the job that you were offering them was not something that was really, like you were saying, was going to speak to their why or right. their heart. And so that's what really popped into my mind is why I had to have you on the show, because could using a tool like this mm -hmm. really help a company get the right people? And even within their own, within their own company, when it comes time to promote. Right. Absolutely. Is that person the person you want to offer the job to? And do they even want it? Yeah. They may just say yes, because they don't want to offend you because it's an honor because you're promoting them. But deep down, they may be like, oh, God, I really don't want this job. But they're too afraid <laughs> to say, no, I'd rather stay where I am. Right. So right. can you speak to that? In, Absolutely. In how that works? Absolutely. And let's do something to so we can ground everybody on the process. So let sure. me give you the nine whys so that everybody knows what the nine whys right. are. If you're somebody that likes to take notes, this is the time to get out your piece of paper and take, take notes because it'll ground the rest of the conversation. So there are nine whys. 
The first one is contribute. People with the why of contribute love to help others. They love to be part of causes that are bigger than themselves and make a positive impact in the lives of others. We know these people because they're the ones that we can count on. If you ask them to do something, they raise their hand and they're the go-to people in every company. Contributes are great people to have on our teams. The second why is trust. Trust people are people who believe that trust is the most important thing. For them, if they trust you and you trust them, sky's the limit. But if you violate their trust, it can be a real deal breaker for them. So we want to know that why, because for them, we don't want to be late to an appointment with them. If we said three o'clock, we better show up because it means a lot to them that you don't lie to them. Trust is very important. So it's good to know. The third one is make sense. People with the why of make sense love to solve problems. They're really good at taking in lots of data and then giving you a recommendation. And they're very quick thinkers. In companies, we call them the problem solvers. People like throwing the problems at them because they're really good at saying, huh, I know what you need to do. Great people to have on our team. And I think all the whys are great to have on our team as long as we have them in the right role, right? The next one, number four, is better way. People with the why of better way are always innovating. They love to take things that exist and make them better. So they'll take something that somebody else has created make some tweaks and show it to you. The thing about that is it's Gary's why they love to share their innovations. They love to, the way they contribute is by finding better ways and sharing them with others. They're not selfish about what they de de develop and they share it with others. The next one is right way. People with the right why of right way love to do things consistently. They like to follow systems and processes and deliver consistent, reliable results. So these are the people in a company that create the systems and processes, the policies and procedures. And they're the ones you can count on doing things the right way, because guess what? There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And you can count on them doing it right. So very reliable. Every successful company that we work with has a right way person on their executive board that is in charge of kind of making sure things run the way they're supposed to run. The next why is probably our most fun one, challenge. These are people that love to challenge the status quo, do things differently, think outside the box. These are the people that always say, why do we have to do it that way? Let's make it fun. So these are people, if you have them in your company, you put them in a box and they're going to wilt. You give them an opportunity to be creative and they're going to flourish. So make sure they're in a job where they're not, you put those people in a, do this exactly the way I said to do it every day, and they are going to quit very soon. You give them a, an opportunity to just give them guardrails and say, hey, do everything. We'll do it however you want to do. As long as you follow these rules, they're going to flourish and do great. And then the last three are least common ones. Mastery, especially in your industry. These are the people that get PhDs in water treatment, right? They understand. They love to learn at a deep level. In a company, they're the subject matter experts. And these are people that, as I said, love understanding and learning things at a very deep level. For them, surface level knowledge is not enough. And then number eight is clarify. People who love to make things very clear. So these are people that want to be understood and they want to make sure they understand you. How you recognize them is they're the people when you give a presentation, Susan, that keep everybody else after because they have questions. I have one more question, one more question, because until they're clear, they're not ready to move forward. That presentation can't end until they've got all their questions answered. And so we know these people, great detailed people. You want them reviewing your contracts because they're going to look for every little thing and they're going to ask the questions that need to be asked. And then the final one is simplify. People with the why of simplify like to keep things simple. They 
talking bullets. They'll call you and say, Susan, this is what I need. Boom, boom, boom. And this is what I want from you. Boom, boom, boom. And here's the summary of what I'm doing for you. Boom, boom, boom. They like to communicate simply. They like things simple. They often ask, what's the bottom line? So now that we know the nine whys, we can talk about, wouldn't it be awesome if you knew the why of everybody that works for you? so that you can make sure you have them in the right role. You know, a lot of times when we're looking to promote, right, we take that superstar salesperson and we say, oh, let's make them the, the sales manager. We don't know whether, and what if your sales management, especially in an industry like yours, requires that you know a lot of technical stuff. You keep a lot of reports, right, that you maintain a very strict records of what you've done. Maybe you have a CRM. What if this person's why is to challenge the status quo and think outside the box? The, re the very reason they flourished in sales was because their schedule was different every day. They didn't know who they were going to see. Every, every day was a new adventure, and that's what they loved about sales. Now they're managing people, and there's a schedule to follow, and there's reports you have to do, and they hate it. So you take somebody who was loving life and was performing at a really high level, and you, now you've put them in a role where they're possibly very unhappy because they don't get to do what they love to do, which is connect with people, do things differently every day and be creative. So that's just what one example using one why. You know, the other thing is we can when we're interviewing for a job and you remember this, Susan, when when we're young and we're interviewing for a job, you know what? We want a job. So you can ask us any question. Hey, so, you know, do you, do you know accounting? Have, you know, of course, I took accounting in, in college. So great. Well, you know, you're dressed nice. You look conservative. I think you'll make a great account. And we hire that person. Well, what if that person's why is to find a better way and share it with others? You know, there's not a lot of fudge in accounting rules, right? You, you can't find a better way to do it. There's a, just a certain way you've got to do it. And so once again, we're putting someone in a position where, perhaps their natural gift of doing things better, finding a better way and innovating isn't getting used. And you, you can do that with all of the whys. You know, the other one that's, you know, opposite of better way and, and challenge is right way. People who love to do things, follow the process, have systems. You put them in your marketing department and you, and you give them no guidance and you just say, hey, come up with an ad campaign. They're, they're going to say, well, what are the rules? What do I have to do? How, when do you need it? What's the timeline? And you're saying, hey, be creative. Give me something, you know, tomorrow. Well, I need, what, what time, what exactly do you need? Every why is going to ask different questions. And so again, let's put people where they can thrive. I think that's probably the biggest gift that we give to people. And then when we really look deeply at not just their why, their how, not just their why, but their how and their what, then we really get a clear picture of what motivates a person to do what they do. Well, thank you for that. You know, you kind of triggered a memory for me and that many, many years ago, early, very early in my working career, I went for an interview and maybe they didn't do the Y Institute, but they used NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yes and asked me some very pointed questions, which I thought were very strange during the interview. Right. And at the time I was, believe it or not, I was an accountant at one point in my life. Uh -huh. And I am so far, like not that type of personality, but, but yet there are things about me that I do like to be very exact and very mm -hmm. precise and things in order, things in a column that, you know, my husband teases me that when you look up the word anal retentive in the dictionary, 
there's there's a there's an etching a picture of my face right there in that in that dictionary and so there are you know in some ways i fall into that category and so later when they called me and offered me the job and they said well to be honest we don't want to offer you the job that you applied for we want to offer you a job to do design and content development for our training and course materials and some of our promotional items and i thought wow and that was probably my first segue from moving from being a purely an accountant into doing something in the marketing field. Mm -hmm. And then realized this is where I was supposed to be all <laughs> along. Right. And so that's, so that's very, very interesting that these premises behind not putting people into a slot. Right. And we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, especially in our industry, there's this almost a division of the blue collar, the white collar. Right. But nowadays, there's a blurring of those lines mm -hmm. because with all of the new technologies that are coming out in our industry, those folks that we traditionally looked at as the hands-on, the blue collar role right. are now having to be as savvy and have skill sets and knowledge that traditionally were only something that the white collar workers had to do. And right. so- we need to bridge those gaps to understand. And I think using a tool like this and other types of profile assessments to understand each other is only going to help bridge that divide and create better workplace cultures all around so that we will be able to attract those people that we want to attract because word is going to get out. If you've got a great workplace culture and you know this, people are going to be telling their friends about it that, hey, there's going to be a job opening. This is a great place to work. You may want to come. Yes. But it may not be hard for us to find good people and then right. keep them because we're creating an environment that they look forward to coming to work every day because they're doing something that they wanted to do because you understood them before they even came to work. Or, you know, like you were saying that you may have someone in a position, yes, he's good, but those talents might be able to be used elsewhere where he could really benefit your organization, organization even further than he is today. Like what you've been hearing so far? Make sure to never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button below. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I'd like for you to explain just um, real quickly how the process works when someone does a Y discovery and what comes out on the other side, and then maybe cite an example. And you can use me as an example of, you know, what happened from start sure. to finish. Absolutely. So the YOS discovery. So we used to be the, we are of the Y Institute and we used to only have the Y assessment. In, in 2021, we invested to create the YOS discovery. So this is your Y operating system and utilizing the nine Ys, we figure out your why, why you do what you do, your how, how you go about bringing your why to life and your what, what people can count on from you. And all of them are based in your beliefs and motivation. So when I sent you the discovery, Susan, you took it. It takes only about 10 minutes. You answer about 38 questions. 
but there are about 2,700 possible question combinations. So the, the discovery is logic-based. So every time you answered a question, it threw out a couple hundred questions because it said, okay, she's not going that way. Once it figured out your why, it got to work on discovering your how. Okay, how is it that she brings her, her why to life? And then once it figured that out, it started asking questions around your what. What is it that people can count on from you? So using you as an example, we know that you're a person that is her your yos is contribute make sense and trust so what's important to you if i were to introduce you to someone that knows the nine whys i would say look this is susan she believes that success begins when we make a positive impact in the lives of others now how she goes about doing that is by making sense of the complex and challenging. She loves solving problems. You can throw a lot of problems at Susan and she's gonna be like, thank you. Let me give you solutions because that's what she likes to do. That's what she's gifted at. And that's how she contributes. So it's how she brings her why of contribute to life. And her what is trust. What that tells us is that she values trust. And so what that means is that if she says she's going to do something, you can count that it's going to get done. So now I'm introducing you to someone and I'm talking about your greatest strengths. You want to hire Susan? Guess what? She's going to be committed to contributing to the success of your company. How she's going to do that is she's going to find the problems that you have and give you solutions. That's what she loves doing, making sense of the complex and challenging. And guess what else she does? She, she can be trusted. She's somebody you can count on. So who wouldn't want to work with somebody who cares about their success wants to make sense of their challenging and complex problems and is dependable. So now we're talking about your strengths, right? And we want to make sure we put you in a role where people are going to give you problems because if they're giving you problems to solve, guess what? You're happy. And that's where your energy is, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It was, it was very enlightening because it kind of went right along with, this is going to be my next question is when I went through my own training for everything DISC and had to take my own profile. And I wound up being an I, a very high I, but with a tail down into C, which again, the accounting background, which they thought right. was kind of strange. But then when I gave them my background, it was like, okay, well, that made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And so being in an I, that means I'm an influencer. And right. again, making a difference wanting to share ideas. And, and it was really interesting how they correlated so beautifully together. And so my question for you is, there are some people that may be familiar with having gone through a DISC assessment or some other right. Myers-Briggs assessment. And right. so how does this why differ from a profile assessment such as did, uh, you know, DISC or Myers-Briggs and how do they complement each other? Great, great question, Susan. So here's what's different. Our, our, we don't even call the why a, an assessment. We call it a discovery because what we're looking at is motivations and beliefs, right? If we were to describe, if I were to put an I believe in front of your why, your how and what, I bet you would agree that I believe that success begins when we contribute to the success of others. I also believe that the way to do that is by helping them make sense of their complex and challenging issues. And I also believe that trust is very important and I wanna be a count, someone you can count on. 
That's a belief system. That's what motivates you. So we're not there. You can't assess your beliefs. So that's why we don't call it an assessment. That's why we call it a discovery. In, in other assessments, you're assessing someone's strength. Clifton Strength Finders, we're looking at your strengths, right? We're assessing what, what are you strong in, what are you not? In DISC, we're assessing how you communicate. Are you an influencer? Are you, are, are you a, a director, a driver? What is it that, how, how is it that you're going to communicate most effectively? All the assessments assess things. That's why we call them assessments. The discovery, we call it a discovery because it's really just about asking the questions there's 2,700 possible question combinations that lead us to what it is that motivates you and that you believe in. Okay. So they really can complement each other in putting together a very strong workplace culture and, well, and, building team, and building good teams that learn how to work together. So you're a DISC expert. So, uh, you know, you're, you're certified and that's what you do. Imagine having that knowledge along with somebody's why, how, and what. And that's how in our training, when we work with our certified coaches that get trained in how to do this, we walk them through, okay, now that you know the first dimension, their why, and you get the second and third dimension, their how and what, now let's add on that fourth assessment. That assessment, whatever it's DISC, Colby, Myers-Briggs, that gives you a fourth dimension that is really a great way for you to understand your team, not only in terms of their beliefs and motivations, but how they're going to bring those to life, right? How are they going to act on them? Are they going to be a, a high eye? Great. You know that they're an influencer. They're a leader. But you also know now that Susan is motivated by contributing to success of others, making sense of the complex, and building trust. And by the way, she's going to be a great influencer in your company. So let's look for a role where she can flourish. Let's make sure that we set her up for success. And sometimes we have people that are in the wrong roles. We had that recently. We were working with a, a blue collar company that was going through the business YOS with us. And uh, they're, they're a striping company. And they had moved one of their best salespeople into a management role. Well, he was not happy. They couldn't figure out why he wasn't happy. Well, he was being asked to work outside of his comfort zone. The reason he liked being in sales is because he was a connector. He had contributed and trust in his top three. He likes being with people and he liked challenging the status quo, being different. Now, as we talked about earlier, salespeople are salespeople because they don't, they don't want to be in a nine to five sitting in front of a computer, but that's what they had done. So the, the owner came to us after and we started talking and we said, well, these are his, you know, this is what drives him and this is what he's doing. That doesn't seem like we have a match. And so let's figure out where he'd rather be. And so they, they figured out a, a role change and now we've got a happy employee again. So retention, as we talked about earlier, during this great resignation, retention is important. Allowing people to live, and I, you know, I said it on another podcast, it's their zone of genius. You know, your zone of genius is when you're helping people, helping them solve problems, and you're building trust. If you can do that all day, you're not going to run out of energy. So let's give you opportunities to do that. And let's find that out about everybody we work with. And it creates a great workplace culture. Absolutely. That at the end of the day, that's what it is, is creating a culture that right. people it may not, people most often when they leave, it very rarely is about the money unless there's something really catastrophic going in, on in their life that requires, you know, right. some financial, they're, they're having a financial struggle. 
most people will leave because they feel that they're not being valued. Mm -hmm. They're in a wrong position, like you were saying. Um, They're not being heard. Mm -hmm. They're not being heard and they're not being given a chance to weigh in. Right. And so I, I really want to appreciate, you know, I really want to just say, I really appreciate you shedding light on the differences in the profiles because I have, you know, this is why I became a disc trainer was I felt that it just brought a lot to the table that could help companies. And right. for me, everybody says, well, why, why this, you know, you're really a marketing person right. because to me, every single member of your team mm-hmm. is a member of the marketing department. Right. Because at some point, even in some small way, every person is or will have the potential of coming in contact with your customer. Right. And so when they do, you want to make sure that that customer has the best possible experience. Absolutely. And, you know, very often you'll get a team, like if I was saying, if you start noticing that there's a lot of turnover in one particular department, mm-hmm. it's not the people that are leaving. Right. More often than not, it's the person they have to report to that they just are like, you don't pay me enough to deal with this. You can give me a raise, but you don't pay me enough to deal with this. So I'm out of here. I'm going to go someplace, someplace else. And you were saying about the why. I think the why is beautiful because most times when there's a big decision to be made company-wide, if you let everybody weigh in and give their opinion, which also comes from the why, you know, I want to contribute based on what drives me. Right. even if their idea or their opinion doesn't get incorporated into end decision, most often they can live with it. Mm-hmm. More times than not, they can live with it because yeah. they got heard. At least yeah. they got a chance to be heard. And so these yeah. are all things that um, I think there's just a real dynamic shift in the workplace these days. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, during COVID where we all got so disconnected from each other that I think we really lost sight of who we were. Right. People, our own human connection to ourselves, um, that that human connection got broken. And so I think now more than ever, as we are returning, now most people in this industry were considered essential workers. So some people were working from home or they, you know, did different shifts and we had to still work with each other. But during COVID, there was an absolute rawness Mm -hmm. to the emotions Mm -hmm. in how we were dealing with one another, because whether we want to admit it or not, we were all going through grief. Yeah. Grief over maybe someone we lost, but most of us were going through grief over that way of life that we'd gotten so comfortable with and took for granted. All of a sudden it was taken away from us. Yes. And suddenly and we didn't have time to prepare. And so we were grieving it. And so I truly believe that using training tools like this, and I, I don't really want to say they're training tools, but human element tools mm-hmm. that can help us reconnect as human beings is really going to make a true difference in how we go forward in this new normal that we're all dealing with. And so um, I just, 
I can't say enough. Thank you for all the information that you have shared today. And for those of you out there that are interested in exploring this further, Daniel is available to speak to you, to connect with you. You can find him on LinkedIn, Daniel Dominguez, again, Chief Growth Officer from the Y Institute. I would encourage you to explore the whyinstitute.com and what they have to offer. And just taking it for yourself, it's an inexpensive gift. What is it, Daniel? I think the assessment to take for yourself is, what, so 40 Forty-seven dollars to just so go on and yeah. If you yes. want to just know your why, it's forty-seven dollars. If you want to know your full why operating system, it's ninety-seven dollars. And and you can buy it for yourself, and you can buy a gift for someone. A lot of people do that because who doesn't want to know the why of their spouse? It's okay to know your own, but you want to know what's driving your spouse. And a lot of times there's a lot of clarity that can be gained from understanding, oh, that's why Dan is always volunteering for everything. And my wife knows that now. She's like, he's a contributor. You know, if you need help, call Dan, he's going to help. And so she, she has the grace now to forgive that. She's a clarifier. So she asks a lot of questions and it used to drive me nuts. But now I know, hey, that's just her nature. That's who she is. Let me let her ask her questions and let me answer them. Because once I answer her questions, then she's ready to move forward. And it's so cool because I, I would, I went through the same experience. And after I went through my profile and yes. I got a free one, I put my husband through it and looked at what he was, looked at what I was and went, oh, that explains a whole heck of a lot <laughs> as to why we would butt heads or why I could see him getting you know, irritated in certain discussions, it was like, he's a high D and yeah. I'm a high I. D's like to get, it's sort of like adjust the facts, ma'am. Get yep. to the point when you were saying about the bulletizing, yes. you know, conversationalist yes. where an influencer, they get so excited that very mm -hmm. often I'm a talker, I'm a storyteller, yes. <laughs> but with a D, I can totally overwhelm a D with that. Right. And so I've had to learn that in a business uh, scenario, when I sense that someone might be a D, I can do a little bit of fluff, but I've got to really shorten right. my story to Reader's Digest instead of the full tome. Yeah. And you and we do the same thing with the wise. I think, you know, that's that high high D just get to the bottom line is, has got some simplify some make sense in them. Yes, and there's different right that we're only talking about four quadrants, but they're four quadrants with tails and parts of it. So there's really yes. probably the nine. And then with with a high eye is probably a challenger somebody who's a contributor that wants to just hey let's have some fun let's let's talk right let's connect you know i'll tell you the other the other valuable thing and i don't know how much time we have left but we're good gary, we're good gary and i our founder and ceo have none of our top 3 in common his why yos is better way clarify simplify i am contribute challenge make sense so there's not a lot of clarifying challenge you know i just like to do things my own way um better way is okay but for me with the challenge part of me i want to i want to help others and i want to do it differently and so i'm constantly coming up with ideas constantly that's just the way my mind works and i throw them at gary and when we first started working together because he's a better way guy he would take those ideas and say good idea dan let me work on it and make it better let me fix it that's what it sounded like to me had I not known what his why was, I could have been offended, right? We see this in the workplace. I'd start telling myself a story like, oh, 
He doesn't, nothing I do is good enough. Everything I take to him, he has to fix. But because I know that that's his why, I know that he can't help himself. He's going to take, you can take him the most perfect thing, but he's going to find a way to make it better. That's what he does. So what I learned is, hey, instead of getting frustrated, I take stuff to him when I'm 60 to 80% done. And then I let him make it better. And then we have a finished product that has both my original idea made better by him and we're both happy. And so it's about taking advantage of the strengths of the people on your team. So we posted about that on LinkedIn today. I think it's National Stress Reduction Month. We don't stress at Y Institute because we're all working in, in our whys. We make sure that when it comes time to assign a task, a process, a, uh, something we're going to do, we say, okay, is Dan gonna have the energy for that? Yeah, he might have some energy in the beginning, but not for a long time. So let's make sure we give that to someone who's going to have the energy for it because they're, they're going to enjoy doing it. Not only are they going to have the energy for it, they're going to enjoy it, right? Wow. My head is just spinning with ideas right now <laughs> on how this could be used to really help organizations. I even think it would be a great way to develop sales teams, you know, really anything, you know, or, or choosing if you've got a big project, Yes. And you need to get various people from various departments involved in making that project happen right. to make sure that you're choosing, you know, from knowing this, picking your A-team that can really right. work well together to get this thing done. And so I just see so many possibilities for this. So again, th thank you, Dan, for sharing all of your information. And really, I encourage all of you out there that might be listening today check it out. For me, it was, I don't know, maybe I, I could even say it was a freeing experience yeah. because it gave me deeper insight into myself and also what I don't like to do, even more so than what I do like to do. And so understanding why certain things make you uncomfortable allows you to figure out, okay, well, maybe I have to do that but I'll figure out a way to get through that challenge and just know that this will pass, but right. there's a reason why I'm so uncomfortable doing that. And Absolutely. so that next time when somebody asks me to do something, I'm going to say, Ooh, I didn't really like that last time. So no, I thank, thank you, but no, thank you. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people have that kind of experience and what they tell, what I often hear, and I've done this hundreds of times with lots of people is, you know, I kind of knew that about myself, but the why discovery gave me the language to express it. And I think that there's there something go. so freeing about being able to express it in a way that people can understand it in a simple, clear way that, people can say, ah, that's, that's who Susan is. Right. Right. So thanks again. And uh, I may bring you back on to discuss some other things at a later time and uh, maybe even the disc challenge and ways that uh, we can really create more dynamic workplace cultures. And so thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of the Do Do Diva Smells Like Money podcast. More information is available about the Y Institute and Daniel in the site notes. And so until next time, keep it flowing. Thanks for joining me, the Do Do Diva, on this week's episode of Smells Like Money. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes 
or simply tell a friend about the show because that would help us out a lot too. If you're an industry expert and would like to be considered as a guest for the show, email guest at smellslikemoneymedia.com. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the topics you'd like to talk about, and we'll be in touch. For more information about our family of marketing, international business development, and workforce training companies dedicated to the empowerment and education of our industry, call us at 760-217-8010 or email me at raven at creativeraven.com. Until next week, a big shout out to all my industry friends and those who will be, you're my superheroes.